It's June the 29th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Here we are near the end of June. One more day, we'll be halfway through our reading of the Word of God. Have you enjoyed this? I want you to know this has been an unbelievable blessing to me. I never, ever, if you'd said to me three years ago, two years ago, if you'd said to me last summer, Pastor Ray, have you ever thought about reading the Bible out loud on the internet? And the answer would be no. Such a thought never crossed my mind, but God put it on my heart sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I was actually kind of afraid to say anything about it because I just thought, well, this is, uh, you know, it's too much. But uh, God has been in it. It's his word. What a blessing to read the word of God. Got this note from some friends who are connected with Word of Life Pines up in uh, Pottersville, New York. And our friends said, we continue to pray for the two of you. That's Marlene and me, the two of you daily, and for the ministry as well. Reading through the Bible this year with you has been a huge blessing to us. And we so appreciate the application that is there for us each and every day. Thank you so much for your faithfulness to our Lord in so diligently serving him. Well, let me say thank you for your words and your kind thoughts. Thank you much more for your prayers. They mean so much to us. Now, here we go. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 29, 30, 31. I, I, there haven't been many readings lately where it's all good news, but today it's all good news and nothing negative at all. We're coming to the reign of a man by the name of Hezekiah, one of the greatest, one of the greatest of all the kings of Judah. So we're going to begin to read, and God used him, God used him to bless the nation of Judah and to bring about a, a tremendous revival that lasted for many years. Let me begin to read. Second Chronicles 29, Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. In the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the Lord's temple and repaired them. Then he brought in the priests and Levites and gathered them in the eastern public square. He said to them, Hear me, Levites, consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove everything impure from the holy place, for our ancestors were unfaithful and did what is evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They abandoned him, turned their faces away from the Lord's dwelling place, and turned their backs on him. They also closed the doors of the portico, extinguished the lamps, did not burn incense, and did not offer burnt offerings in the holy place of the God of Israel. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord was on Judah and Jerusalem, and he made them an object of terror, horror, and mockery. As you see with your own eyes, our fathers fell by the sword, and our sons, our daughters, and our wives are in captivity because of this. It is in my heart now to make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that his burning anger may turn away from us. My sons, don't be negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to serve him, and to be his ministers and burners of incense. Then the Levites stood up, Mahath, son of Amasai, and Joel, son of Azariah from the Kohathites, Kish, son of Abdi, and Azariah, son of Jehalel from the Merarites, Joah, son of Zimah, and Eden, son of Joah from the Gershonites, Shimri and Jewel from the Elizaphanites, 
Zechariah and Mataniah from the Asaphites, Jehiel and Shemiah from the Hemanites, Shemiah and Uziel from the Jeduthanites. They gathered their brothers together, consecrated themselves, and went according to the king's command by the words of the Lord to cleanse the Lord's temple. The priests went to the entrance of the Lord's temple to cleanse it. They took all the unclean things they found in the Lord's sanctuary to the courtyard of the Lord's temple. Then the Levites received them and took them outside to the Kidron Valley. They began the consecration on the first day of the first month. And on the eighth day of the month, they came to the portico of the Lord's temple. They consecrated the Lord's temple for eight days. And on the 16th day of the first month, they finished. Then they went inside to King Hezekiah and said, We have cleansed the whole temple of the Lord, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils and the table for the rows of the bread of the presence and all the utensils. We have set up and consecrated all the utensils that King Ahaz rejected during his reign when he became unfaithful. They are in front of the altar of the Lord. King Hezekiah got up early, gathered the city officials, and went to the Lord's temple. They brought seven bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, and seven male goats as a sin offering for the kingdom, for the sanctuary, and for Judah. Then he told the descendants of Aaron the priest to offer them on the altar of the Lord. So they slaughtered the bulls, and the priest received the blood and splattered it on the altar. They slaughtered the rams and splattered the blood on the altar. They slaughtered the lambs and splattered the blood on the altar. Then they brought the goats for the sin offering right into the presence of the king and the congregation who laid their hands on them. The priests slaughtered the goats and put their blood on the altar for a sin offering to make atonement for all Israel. For the king said that the burnt offering and sin offering were for all Israel. Hezekiah stationed the Levites in the Lord's temple with cymbals, harps, and lyres according to the command of David, Gad the king's seer, and the prophet Nathan. For the command was from the Lord through his prophets. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with their trumpets. Then Hezekiah ordered that the burnt offering be offered on the altar. When the burnt offerings began, the song of the Lord and the trumpets began, accompanied by the instruments of King David of Israel. The whole assembly was worshiping, singing the song and blowing the trumpets. All this continued until the burnt offering was completed. When the burnt offerings were completed, the king and all those present with him bowed down and worshiped. And King Hezekiah and the officials told the Levites to sing praise to the Lord in the words of David and of the seer Asaph. So they sang praises with rejoicing and knelt low and worshiped. Hezekiah concluded, now you are consecrated to the Lord. Come near and bring sacrifices and thanksgiving offerings to the Lord's temple. So the congregation brought sacrifices and thanksgiving offerings and all those with willing hearts brought burnt offerings. The number of burnt offerings the congregation brought was 70 bulls, 100 rams, and 200 lambs. All these were for a burnt offering to the Lord. 600 bulls and 3,000 sheep and goats were consecrated. However, since there were not enough priests, they weren't able to skin all the burnt offerings. So their Levite brothers helped them until the work was finished and until the priests consecrated themselves. For the Levites were more conscientious to consecrate themselves than the priests were. Furthermore, the burnt offerings were abundant along with the fat of the fellowship offerings and with the drink offerings for the burnt offerings. So the service of the Lord's temple was established. Then Hezekiah and all the people rejoiced over how God had prepared the people for it had come about suddenly. That might be, that might be the most important word, suddenly. Hold on to that. I'll come back to that at the end of the reading. It came about suddenly. Chapter 30. 
Then Hezekiah sent word throughout all Israel and Judah. He also wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh to come to the Lord's temple in Jerusalem to observe the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel. For the king and his officials and the entire congregation in Jerusalem decided to observe the Passover of the Lord in the second month because they were not able to observe it at the appropriate time. Not enough of the priests had consecrated themselves and the people hadn't been gathered together in Jerusalem. The proposal pleased the king and the congregation. So they affirmed the proposal and sent the message throughout all Israel from Beersheba to Dan to come to observe the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel in Jerusalem, for they hadn't observed it often as prescribed. So the couriers went throughout Israel and Judah with letters from the hand of the king and his officials, and according to the king's command, saying, Israelites, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, so that he may return to those of you who remain, who have escaped the grasp of the kings of Assyria. Don't be like your ancestors and your brothers who are unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so that he made them an object of horror as you yourselves see. Don't become obstinate now like your ancestors did. Give your allegiance to the Lord and come to his sanctuary that he has consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God so that he may turn his burning anger away from you. For when you return to the Lord, your brothers and your sons will receive mercy in the presence of their captors and will return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful. He will not turn his face away from you if you return to him. The couriers traveled from city to city in the land of Ephraim and Manasseh as far as Zebulun, but the inhabitants laughed at them and mocked them. But some from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. Also, the power of God was at work in Judah to unite them to carry out the command of the king and his officials by the word of the Lord. A very large assembly of people was gathered in Jerusalem to observe the festival of unleavened bread in the second month. They proceeded to take away the altars that were in Jerusalem, and they took away the incense altars and threw them into the Kidron Valley. They slaughtered the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the second month. The priests and Levites were ashamed, and they consecrated themselves and brought burnt offerings to the Lord's temple. They stood at their prescribed post according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priest splattered the blood received from the Levites, for there were many in the assembly who had not consecrated themselves. So the Levites were in charge of slaughtering the Passover lambs for every unclean person to consecrate the lambs to the Lord. A large number of people, many from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulun, were ritually, ritually unclean. Yet they had eaten the Passover contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah had interceded for them, saying, May the, may the good Lord provide atonement on behalf of whoever sets his whole heart on seeking God, the Lord, the God of the ancestors, even though not according to the purification rules of the sanctuary. So the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. The Israelites who were present in Jerusalem observed the festival of unleavened bread seven days with great joy, and the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day after day with loud instruments. Then Hezekiah encouraged all the Levites who performed skillfully before the Lord. They ate at the appointed festival for seven days, sacrificing fellowship offerings and giving thanks to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. The whole congregation decided to observe seven more days, so they observed seven days with joy. For King Hezekiah of Judah contributed 1,000 bulls and 7,000 sheep for the congregation. Also, the officials contributed 1,000 bulls and 10,000 sheep for the congregation and many priests consecrated themselves. Then the whole assembly of Judah with the priests and Levites, the whole assembly 
that came from Israel, the resident aliens who came from the land of Israel, and those who were living in Judah rejoiced. There was great rejoicing in Jerusalem, for nothing like this was known since the days of Solomon, son of David, the king of Israel. Then the priest and the Levite stood to bless the people, and God heard them, and their prayer came into his holy dwelling place in heaven. Nothing like this since the days of Solomon. Hundreds of years had passed. Now this, no wonder the people rejoiced. Chapter 31, when all of this was completed, all Israel who had attended went out to the cities of Judah and broke up the sacred pillars, chopped down the Asherah poles, and tore down the high places and altars throughout Judah and Benjamin, as well as Ephraim and Manasseh to the last one. Then all the Israelites returned to their cities, each to his own possession. Hezekiah reestablished the divisions of the priests and Levites for the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, for ministry, for giving thanks, and for praise in the gates of the camp of the Lord. Each division corresponding to his service among the priests and Levites, the king contributed from his own possession for the regular morning and evening burnt offerings, the burnt offerings of the Sabbaths, of the new moons, and of the appointed feasts, as well as written in the law of the Lord. He told the people who lived in Jerusalem to give a contribution for the priests and Levites so that they could devote their energy to the law of the Lord. When the word spread, the Israelites gave liberally of the best of the grain, new wine, fresh oil, honey, and of all the produce of the field, and they brought in an abundance, a tenth of everything. As for the Israelites and Judahites who lived in the cities of Judah, they also brought a tenth of the herds and flocks, a tenth of the dedicated things they were consecrated that were consecrated to the Lord their God. They gathered them into large piles. In the third month, they began building up the piles, and they finished in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and his officials came and viewed the piles, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Hezekiah asked the priests and Levites about the piles. The chief priest Azariah of the household of Zadok answered him, Since they began bringing the offering to the Lord's temple, we have been eating and are satisfied, and there is plenty left over, because the Lord has blessed his people This abundance is what is left over. Hezekiah told them to prepare chambers in the Lord's temple, and they prepared them. The offering, the tenth, and the dedicated things were brought faithfully. Conaniah the Levite was the officer in charge of them, and his brother Shimei was second. Jehiel, Azariah, Nahath, Asahel, Jeremoth, Jezebel, Eliel, Ismachiah, Mahath, and Benaiah were deputies under the authority of Conaniah and his brother Shimei by appointment of king Hezekiah and of Azariah, the chief official of God's temple. Korah, son of Imnah, the Levite, the keeper of the east gate, was over the free will offerings of God to distribute the contribution to the Lord and the consecrated things. Eden, Miniamim, Jeshua, Shemaiah, Amariah, and Shechaniah in the cities of the priests were to distribute it faithfully under his authority to their brothers by divisions, whether large or small. In addition, they distributed it to males registered by genealogy, three years old and above, to all who would enter the Lord's temple for their daily duty, for their service and their responsibilities according to their divisions. They distributed also to those recorded by genealogy of the priest, by their ancestral families, and the Levites 20 years old and above by their responsibilities in their divisions, to those registered by genealogies with all to those registered by genealogy with all their dependents, wives, sons, and daughters of the whole assembly, for they had faithfully consecrated themselves as holy. 
and to the descendants of Aaron, the priests, in the common fields of their cities, each in each and every city, there were men who were registered by name to distribute a portion to every male among the priests and to every Levite recorded by genealogy. Hezekiah did this throughout all Judah. He did what was good and upright and true before the Lord his God. He was diligent in every deed that he began in the service of God's temple, in the instruction and the commands in order to seek his God, and he prospered. Here's the thing. In our reading earlier, I mean, days throughout Second Chronicles, but you go back to Second Kings, it's the same way. There were some good kings. I mean, Asa was a good king. and Ahaz had his moments. There, there were others. And Jehoshaphat, a very great king. But there's no one like Hezekiah. And, and let me say, that th this word suddenly, these things happen suddenly. There's nothing, there's nothing in the previous chapters that would lead us to expect a revival like this under Hezekiah. If you want to know what it, what it is when a nation serves God, this is it. If you want to know what revival and spiritual awakening looks like, this is it. And it started with the king. God spoke to the king's heart and the king woke up spiritually, if that's what you want to say. And he used his influence and he used it on his leaders and his leaders moved it out to the priests and the Levites. And, you know, things weren't there. They had a lot of unconsecrated leaders and uh, uh, things weren't perfectly done and, and the rules weren't perfectly followed. But Hezekiah, prayed and God answered and the, and the people were allowed to worship God because their hearts were right, even though it wasn't exactly according to all the details of the laws of the Old Testament showing us what God really wants. He wants hearts that are really devoted to him. Let us then be encouraged by this one word, suddenly, suddenly. You may go for years, but suddenly. You may pray for years, but suddenly. You may be discouraged, but suddenly you may think for your church or for your family or for your marriage, there is no hope. You may think for the, the work of God in the world. You may be so discouraged about what you see around us. And there certainly is a lot of discouragement to be had, a lot of things that ought to trouble us. But suddenly when God touches a man's heart like Hezekiah, my friend, things can change suddenly. So hang on to that word. Let us hang on. Let's keep believing. Let us never give up because you never know. You never know when the moment's going to come and suddenly everything can change in your life, in your marriage, in your family, with your kids, with your grandkids, in your ministry, in your church, in your neighborhood, in the schools, in your country, in the world. So go out and let us have a day of expectant faith, perhaps today. Perhaps the day, today will be the day when suddenly there will be a great move of God, when suddenly prayers are answered, when suddenly hearts are open, when suddenly God moves from heaven. And if today is not the day, let us be faithful and say someday that day will come. Someday the day will come and maybe it will be today. So go out and have a great day. Let us live with expectant faith. Come back tomorrow. Hezekiah is going to face his greatest challenge. We're going to see how he responds. God bless. See you back here tomorrow.